Welcome back everyone. Today we're going to be shedding light on why safety needs and psychological needs are deemed to be the utmost difficult needs to attain that are part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs motivation theory. So why is this the case, you may ask. Without further ado, without further delay, allow me to demystify the answer to that inquiry right here, right now. Lamentably, much of my consternation, much of my dismay, much of my chagrin, much of my agony, much of my distress, and much of my grief, we live in a control market economy with no semblance of a safety net. It can be extraordinarily arduous, extraordinarily cumbersome, and it can be travailing just to be able to have a modicum of a chance to attain your psychological needs and safety needs. From a young age, people often succumb to early life slavery against their own volition, under duress. People are corralled. People are dispatched into a K-12, 13-year, insalubrious indoctrination camp, which some people refer to as a 13-year, K-12, insalubrious, compulsory concentration camp, while other people refer to it as a 13-year, K-12, insalubrious, compulsory prison. It is completely sadistic, inhumane, and iniquitous to sentence someone to a 13-year prison sentence for being born. It is completely inhumane, sadistic, and iniquitous to dispatch someone to a 13-year K-12 insalubrious compulsory concentration camp. People should be pioneers of their own destinies. They should have purview over their time. And when you attend the K-12 insalubrious 13-year compulsory concentration camp, you receive nothing for your time, energy, and efforts. There's no pension. There's no remuneration. There's no compensation. There's no stipend. There's no grant. There's no benefits. There's nothing. It just induces stunted growth physically, mentally, and spiritually. It induces accelerated cellular aging, and um, it also induces chronic stress, chronic burnout, chronic fatigue, and chronic inflammation. It also induces chronic depression. Nothing salubrious, nothing beneficent can ensue from attending the 13-year K-12 insalubrious compulsory concentration camp. It is completely inimical, to say the least. The outcomes are always direful, calamitous, and adverse. So, it dispossesses you of 37 440 hours of your sacrosanct, indispensable, non-replenishable, finite time. If you had purview over your time, if, you, if we lived in a free market economy in which you could allocate how your time was earmarked from a young age, then you could have allocated this time into cultivating behemoth brands across a multitude of social media platforms and into creating income generating and assets. The only way to get out of poverty is to have your recurring revenue streams as an aggregate offset your recurring expenses. There is no other way to get out of poverty. But when you're dispossessed of 37, 440 hours from a young age needed to work, then it creates a calamitous recipe for succumbing to chronic poverty, chronic destitution, chronic indigence, and of course, insurmountable debt as an adult. It is quite lamentable. It is quite unfortunate. If people had purview over their time, then they could spend it producing income-generating assets, which can encompass videos, archivable live stream broadcasts, podcast episodes, songs, custom-made print-on-demand merchandise, mobile games, 
books, such as ebooks and audiobooks. And of course, software applications, as well as podcast episodes. However, people do not have income generating assets, and they cannot afford to buy investment securities that can generate them revenue in perpetuity, such as stocks with high dividend yields and annuities, index funds and mutual funds then they're going to wind up succumbing to relinquishing their sacrosanct, indispensable, finite, precious, invaluable time for pittance of fiat currency. The overarching goal of an employer is to maximize their profits and to maximize the wealth of their shareholders. The interests of the employee and employer are diametrically opposed to one another. Employers always want to pay employees the absolute bare minimum amount of revenue for the absolute minimum amount of time worked, whereas employees want to receive the absolute maximum amount of revenue for the absolute minimum amount of time worked. In an employer market, employers hold all the cars, they hold the leverage. Employees begrudgingly acquiesce to accepting job offers, working these dead-end, dispiriting, harrowing, agonizing, unfulfilling really wretched, ineffably dreadful jobs that did not provide them with even one-fourth of a subsistence wage for affording basic needs, such as housing needs. People have no idea how arduous it is to attain the utmost lowest level basic needs relegated to Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid in this control market economy. And if you do generate wealth, your harder money is remitted. It is transferred to welfare aristocrats who do not work in any capacity. We live in a control market economy with no semblance of a safety net nor universal basic income in spite of there being over 13,000 evisceration fees. That people who work real plastic jobs based on voluntary demand pay into and receive absolutely nothing for paying into. So if you do manage to generate wealth, if you are productive, if you are an entrepreneur, or if you work a real plastic job based on voluntary demand for an employer, you're going to be eviscerated, you're going to be dispossessed, you're going to be bereft of your hard-earned money, and it is going to be remitted, it is going to be transferred to welfare aristocrats. You're going to subsidize uh, unlimited money the unlimited benefits, the accoutrements of the high life, the luxuries and the amenities of the welfare aristocrats who had the highest standard of living and who refused to work in any capacity because they never wanted to lose their welfare aristocrat status. In order to attain psychological needs and safety needs, it requires an exorbitant amount of wealth. And because... Individuals are dispossessed of at least 37,440 hours of their sacrosanct, indispensable, finite, precious, and valuable time from a young age to do being mandated to attend the 13-year K-12 insalubrious compulsory concentration camp and complete 
the assignments that they are given. It creates a recipe for chronic poverty, chronic destitution, chronic indigence, and insurmountable debt. Because once this 13 years elapses, once their 13-year prison sentence ends, they're left with nothing. They do not receive any compensation for their time, energy, and efforts earmarked into attending the K-12 insalubrious 13-year compulsory concentration camp, nor for completing any assignments. So they will not receive any compensation, any remuneration, any grant, any stipend, any pension, any benefits, nothing. What they do get out of it is stunted growth, physically, mentally, and spiritually, accelerated cellular aging, depression, chronic stress, chronic burnout, chronic fatigue, chronic inflammation, and a decreased quality of life. It bereft them of their time needed to cultivate lucrative brands across social media platforms, and it dispossessed some of their time needed to create income-generating assets. If they cannot afford to buy income-generating assets to not having any money, they need to create a robust portfolio of monetizable intellectual properties such as videos, archivable live stream broadcasts, songs, podcast episodes, ebooks, audiobooks, custom-made print-on-demand merchandise, software applications, and mobile games, as well as customizable templates. But without having the requisite time to build a lucrative investment portfolio comprised of monetizable intellectual properties, they will not be able to have a prosperous, auspicious, blissful future. And if they're dependent on an employer to provide them with short-term relief in this control market economy with no semblance of a safety net, the employer is going to exploit them for cheap labor, always pay them the absolute bare minimum amount of revenue, always pay them minimum wage, and they'll more than likely succumb to borrowing equity out of their time, life, happiness, dignity, health, and future wealth just for a pittance of a non-subsistence wage that cannot even furnish them with enough purchasing power to temporarily afford housing. They may have to rent a room with a myriad of other people. They may share a two-bedroom apartment even if they work full-time with eight other people. It's just how it is. Employers will never acquiesce. They'll never concede to paying a liberal wage. The liberal wages are reserved for the executives, the CEOs, and of course, the um, profits are reserved for the shareholders, even though the irony is that the employees are the backbone of the company's profound success. And they are the cogs in the wheel that are metaphorical drivers of the company's profitability because the company cannot remain profitable. The company cannot generate substantial net income without human laborers to maintain the company's daily operations. So, in order to attain safety needs, in order to attain psychological needs, it is eminently expensive on the individual's end. The price of food continues to perpetually amplify to an unprecedented height, metaphorically speaking. 
The cost of distilled water is expensive. The cost of shelter is expensive. And being able to attain financial stability and financial security is more or less a pipe dream for people who work real private sector jobs based on voluntary demand, which are often deemed to be dead-end, dispiriting, harrowing, agonizing, brutally wretched, minimum jobs that do not pay anything close to a subsistence wage for affording housing. So, in order to be profoundly successful, you're going to need to have a copious amount of time to invest in entrepreneurial pursuits. But if you are bereft of your time, then you cannot cultivate behemoth brands on social media websites and you cannot create a robust product catalog nor a robust content reservoir that you need in order to be able to generate revenue to cover your recurring expenses. Your income-generating assets as an aggregate need to be able to generate enough cash inflows, enough revenue to cover your recurring expenses. That is the only way to get out of poverty. But if you were bereft of your time, if you were dispossessed of your time, if you were eviscerated out of your time, needed to foster behemoth brands across a multitude of social media websites and or bereft of your time to create income-generating assets, then it's going to be almost impossible to attain your psychological needs and safety needs because an employer is reticent, they're reluctant about ever taking heed of paying you anywhere close to a subsistence wage. Their overarching goals are not to maximize the well-being of their employees. They view their employees as expendable, exploitable, harvestable capital livestock to be harvested for profiteering purposes. Earning revenue from them is conditional. If you're ailing, if you can no longer meet their delusional, unrealistic expectations, you could get furloughed laid off, terminated. You could get terminated, furloughed, or laid off for any paltry, venial, trivial reason. And and at any given moment, they could become defunct due to the incompetence of upper-level management. So just being able to afford to obtain an abode, just being able to afford to obtain food products, distilled water, vegan supplements, and even attain financial stability and financial security is often not a possibility for someone who works a real private sector job based on voluntary demand, especially if they were dispossessed of at least 37,440 hours of their sacrosanct, indispensable, finite, precious time during their early life years due to being dispatched to a K-12, 13-year, insalubrious, compulsory concentration camp. People need to create income-generating assets, such as videos, archivable live stream broadcasts, songs, 
podcast episodes, custom-made print-on-demand merchandise, ebooks, audiobooks, mobile games, software applications, and customizable templates to be able to have a modicum of a chance to be profoundly successful as an entrepreneur. Employers will never... Most private sector employees will never... Most private sector employers will never furnish their employees with a livable wage. And as much as you work dispiriting, dead-end, debilitating, minimum wage, brutally agonizing, ineffably wretched, unfulfilling, undesirable jobs, you'll more than likely never be able to attain your psychological needs nor your safety needs because the employers are reluctant, are reticent, and are recalcitrant about ever taking heed of the notion of furnishing their employees with a liberal wage. So, it is easier to attain friendships and satisfy love and belonging needs than it is to satisfy safety and psychological needs. And I would also make the contention that it is easier to attain esteem needs than it is to attain safety and psychological needs. And dependent upon your self-actualization needs, it can also, in certain circumstances, be easier to attain self-actualization needs than it can be to attain psychological needs and safety needs. While people believe that the tears relegated to Maslow's hierarchy of needs need to be satisfied in a certain order, in an order of prepotency. This does not always have to be the case. You may be able to attain your love and belonging needs, your esteem needs, and your self-actualization needs, even if your psychological needs and safety needs are not fully attained. However, it is much easier to attain your higher level needs, once your lower level needs are attained, but ultimately, succinctly stated, the bridge version is that the utmost arduous needs to attain are the psychological needs and safety needs. And even if people deem attaining these needs to be a prerequisite to attaining the higher level needs, the higher level needs are much easier to attain than the lower level needs. Even after a lifetime, someone may not even be able to attain the lower level needs relegated to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Money is needed to attain your psychological needs and your safety needs. However, even with having very few resources, you may possibly be able to attain your love and belonging needs, your esteem needs, and your self-actualization needs. 
not everyone's self-actualization needs require them to become extremely wealthy and affluent. You can be highly accomplished without having a substantial amount of wealth. Your higher aspirations, your self-actualization needs can vastly vary from what other people's higher aspirations and self-actualization needs. Friendships do not cost money to form. Gaining the respect of others does not cost money. And being able to reach your higher aspirations does not always need to cost a substantial amount of money. However, on the other hand, attaining psychological needs and safety needs is expensive. There are all these exogenous factors that determine the prices of psychological needs and safety needs. If you want food, distilled water, vegan supplements, if you want an abode, resources, and security, you're going to have to pay a steep, lofty, exorbitant premium price. And of course, an employer, if you work a real price security job based on voluntary demand, is more than likely never going to furnish you with a livable wage, let alone a subsistence wage. They always want to pay you the absolute minimum amount of revenue for the absolute maximum amount of time worked. They view their employees as expendable, exploitable, harvestable capital livestock to be harvested for profiteering purposes. It is lamentable, but it is what it is. They view their employees as disposable cogs in the wheel. When you work dead-end, dispiriting, agonizing, harrowing, unfulfilling, undesirable minimum wage, really wretched, and if it would be agonizing jobs, you're borrowing equity out of your time, life, health, happiness, dignity, and future wealth just for a pittance of a non-subsistence wage. So I would, in fact, deem the safety needs and psychological needs to be by far the utmost arduous, the utmost cumbersome needs to attain that are part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs motivation theory. As much as you travail, you're not guaranteed to attain your psychological needs, your safety needs. And if you do start making money, it will be remitted. It will be transferred to welfare aristocrats who do not work in incapacity. You will finance their amenities, their luxuries, their accoutrements of the high life, and their unlimited money, and their unlimited benefits, even though they're more than capable of working. They refuse to do so and reap all the fruits of your labor as a result in this controlled market economy. And unfortunately, there's no universal basic income nor semblance of a safety net for you to automatically be able to meet your lower-level needs. You may travail the entirety of your life and may never even meet your utmost lowest-level needs relegated to Maslow's hierarchy of needs motivation theory. So 
it is what it is. Um, is it deplorable? Is it reprehensible? Is it repugnant? Well, I do think employees should be paid at least a subsistence wage. And I do think that we're going to have over 13,000 evisceration fees that people work real plastic jobs based on monitor demand pay into that everyone, well, let me rephrase this. I do think that there should be a universal basic income if there are going to be evisceration fees that people work real plastic jobs based on voluntary demand pay into and do not receive anything from them. With a universal basic income, there could be a standard of living that people cannot fall beneath. And people would not have to be indentured servants to employers so they choose to work employee jobs for private sector employers. So I hope that you found this video to be insightful and enthralling. In the, in the digital era, a liberal wage is a mean net wage of at least 122 per hour. That's how much you would need to be able to net over the course of two decades, one-fifth of a century, or 20 years to be able to retire after 20 years elapsed. Over the course of two decades, after working full-time for 2,080 hours per year, or about 41,600 hours over the course of two decades, you would need to earn a mean net wage of at least $122 so, so that you could afford to invest $3,600,000 in the equities market, in equities that bear 2% dividend yields, so that by the time you retired, you would have at least $6,000 in dividend payouts per month, or at least $72,000 in dividend payouts annually. You want to be able to buy investment securities. You want to be able to buy income-generating assets. You can buy stocks with high dividend yields, corporate bonds, annuities, mutual funds, index funds, and rental properties. Or you can create income-generating assets such as videos, archivable live stream broadcasts, podcast episodes, songs, ebooks, audiobooks, mobile games, software applications, custom-made print-on-demand merchandise, and of course, customizable templates. Be prudent with your time, be strategic with your time, and do not hemorrhage it. You want to be able to attain or your needs relegated to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Motivation theory. I hope that you found this video to be insightful and enthralling. Maslow's hierarchy of needs motivation theory can be thought of as a pyramid, which is why it is synonymous with Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid. You want to be able to assuage, satisfy, and attain all your needs that are relegated to Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid and not desist from doing so. Do not 
abstain nor refrain from doing so. Be a pioneer of your own destiny and do everything in your purview to pull yourself out of the muck and mire. Manifest the quintessential version of yourself into reality. Attain your latent potential and attain all your needs. Do not settle for less. Become all that you can be. I hope that you found this video to be informative and engrossing. Have a blissful day. Goodbye.